The topics discussed on the Be Mentally Motivated podcast are based on personal experiences. I am not a professional therapist or doctor, nor do I claim to be or have the knowledge of one. If you are in crisis, please seek the help of a trained and licensed professional. Be Mentally Motivated podcast. I am your host, Jeanette, and I thank you for tuning in today, my listeners. The questions I have for this episode are, does the past dictate how you live your life in the present? Do you worry excessively about the future? In one of my previous episodes called, What Does Your Recovery Look Like?, I shared that a portion of my illness, deep depression, has resurfaced. Having dealt with illness for almost 20 years, I am seeking healing. So to recap, I turned to reading, and as mentioned in What Does Your Recovery Look Like?, I read two books that shed new life and helpful information to assist me in working through my thoughts and emotions at this time. The intent for me now is to say goodbye to depression as I feel that it has spent enough time in my presence causing me to relive my past and fear the unknown future. A really great exercise that I tried from Deepak's book that worked for me so far is to envision my illness not as a medical issue but as a person a version of me which I surprisingly described in vivid detail. Let me tell you, when I did that exercise, it made me see how much my illness affected me, not only visually, but physically and mentally. It also created a distance between my illness and me at this point in time. I could actually visualize that even during my illness, and even now, that I am not the person that I described, solidifying the concept that I am not my illness. The next part of the exercise, as described in the book, was to write a letter to the person that you envisioned. I had to do that in parts because there was just so much that I had to say to my illness. I didn't realize how angry I was at it after all this time. Translating my feelings into words was very therapeutic. Doing this once again allowed me to put distance between it, my illness, and myself. Those exercises to me were very powerful. Something that I didn't know would happen from doing them is 
that it opened me up to embracing and being present. Trying to make peace with the past that dictates how I have come to live my life, I'm able to start to appreciate and live life in the current moment in time. One of the things that I have started to implement is meditation in the morning and at night. Now, there are several kinds of meditation, but the ones that I am accustomed to are self-directed and guided. More recently, I have been doing the guided meditation. If you would like to try this, you can YouTube the topic. I remember completing this in one of my group therapy classes and at the time I would just fall asleep every time we completed it. That was a turnoff for me because I didn't see the significance of sleeping then. I realize now that even though I fell asleep, that that was not a bad thing. My body was so relaxed and my breathing became regulated that eventually the anxiety and the stress that I normally felt dissolved. It returned me to being balanced instead of extremely tense, fearful, and rigid. The sleep was a result of the adrenaline leaving my body, causing my system to release what it was holding on to. By meditating, it sets focus and an intention for your day, centering your being in the present moment. Now, meditating may not be for everyone, I understand, but if you set aside time in the morning to visualize what you would like your day to look like, so setting an intention for the day, it will align you with the present. Now that is not a laundry list of things to get done. It is just one task only that is not work or chore related. For example, setting the intention of having a good day or setting the intention of having a positive attitude or perhaps even setting the intention of not complaining. These items force your attention to the present while tuning your awareness to your present actions. So for those of us that are stuck in the past or consumed by fortune telling the future, we are relieved by the pressure of what was or what could be. You also get more enjoyment out of the present moment. Really using your senses to help you decipher your surroundings and softly analyze your circumstances is not as stressful and mentally demanding as a perfectionist lens. Something else I realized in trying to maintain presence is that it is not as easy as you would think it is to be present, especially since our North American culture is so fast paced. We are constantly on the go to the point of autopilot due to habituation. Our children, our teens, and our adults overextend themselves in school, work, and extracurricular activities, causing them to crave downtime, which most of the time is fleeting. We tend to schedule presence instead of letting that lead our daily routine. When I am on vacation, I will. I will wait until the weekend too. I plan on doing X when I retire. There is no time like the present to enjoy the most of your time in life. And even when that time comes, we complain of it not being long enough, which makes me think that we were silently paying attention to and are bound by an invisible clock instead of not worrying about days, 
hours, minutes, and sex seconds. Fully releasing yourself to the moment. How can you prepare yourself for being present? Try deep belly breathing while sitting up straight with your feet planted on the floor and your eyes closed. Stay in this position for five minutes. Focus on your breathing, the air going into your lungs and out through your mouth. Let your thoughts of the day vanish and rest in stillness. Thoughts may come into mind and vanish. Make note of them, but don't hold them in place. Let them peacefully pass and repeat. Once the five minutes has elapsed, slowly open your eyes and sharpen your awareness for smells, sights, sounds, sensations. Process all individually and make note of the feelings that are experienced. Sit with that and let everything settle before repeating. This exercise can be customized to tasks that you carry out throughout the day. Pay attention to your senses, breathe evenly, make note of associated feelings, then let them pass. Try this while combing your hair, brushing your teeth, eating breakfast, cleaning, or even cooking. You understand my point. You will see that you will get more of a connection to each task the more that you do this. Try this over the next few days and see if you recognize a difference. Things will have more color, have more meaning, and seem brighter to you eventually the more you practice this. I would love to hear about your experience, so send me an email to podcast at bemensallymotivated.com. That brings this episode to a close, my listeners. I hope you enjoyed it and that you were able to take away something meaningful and useful for you to try and implement for yourself. I would like to say thank you to Earth to Venus for my theme song. And if you aren't doing so already, follow me on IG and Facebook at Be Mentally Motivated. Please like, share, and rate my podcast on your platform of choice. You can also check out my website at BeMentallyMotivated.com. Until next time, be blessed, embrace a better tomorrow, and be mentally motivated. Bye-bye.